Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast, season two, episode, I believe, 206. And we are going to talk about strange UFO sightings over New England. Um, you know, recently, with all of this uh, information being put out by the governor, uh, the government by U- concerning UFOs and unidentified flying objects, you know. We always seem to associate uh, UFOs flying saucers with um, the Southwest. However, New England itself, um, believe it or not, was actually um, an area where there were multiple sightings. The first sighting actually started was reported in uh, 1639, which uh, it was kind of an interesting. Um, It was kind of an interesting uh, report. It was by John uh, Winthrop, uh, you know, and um, it was documented UFO sighting in America dated back 1639 when Massachusetts Bay Colony co-founder Governor uh, John Winthrop recorded a second-hand observation of an unidentified flying object in the skies over Boston. Uh, and basically in his diary, uh, March 1st of uh, 1639, Winthrop wrote that a, a, so, now a sober, discreet man named uh, James uh, Everill was rowing a boat up the Muddy River at, the night, at night when he saw a great, <clears throat> a great light in the sky. Um, so that's basically our, our kind of first um, record. Uh, Winthrop's uh, description uh, throughout the rest of his writing seems to change a little bit. Uh, it's not very definitive, uh, just like a, a lot of uh, earlier ones. There's not much other information put in. Uh, <clears throat> one of the other the next one was uh, Cynthia Everett, uh, 1804, 20 year old female from uh, Massachusetts, working as a school teacher in uh, Camden, Maine. Uh, in 18, uh, a weight recorded in her diary a somewhat similar account uh, on July 22nd, 1808. At about 10 o'clock, she observed a strange, uh, a very strange appearance. It was a light which proceeded from uh, the east at the uh, first sight. I thought it was a uh, meteorite, but from its motion, I soon perceived it wasn't. Um, so, New England has been a, uh, a secondary hub of sightings for quite a while. Uh, East Mountain, a radar base, 1961. During the Cold War, UF, the U.S. Uh, Air Force maintained a radar base uh, in Vermont. Elevation, I believe, uh, it was on East, East Mountain, elevation about uh, 3,400 feet. Uh, it was named the uh, North Concord Air Force Station. It was a remote facility. Uh, start, it was. It became started operation in '59. <clears throat> um, in '61, according to the military reports, a strange object appeared in the skies above East Mountain and remained visible for about 18 minutes. Given the event uh, involving uh, Barney and Betty Hill. Uh, which would happen a short time later for most of you who are in the world of UFOlogy, Betty and Barney Hill, 
was one a very big influential uh, report. <clears throat> it happened in uh, Port Port Smith, New Hampshire, '61. <clears throat> they reported saying a, this was the first uh, sighting and abduction reported. Um, I've gone through the report quite honestly. Um, I found a lot of inconsistencies in it, so I am not uh, I'm not the uh, believer that most people are. I am probably more of a hardcore uh, skeptic. Although uh, um, journalist uh, John Fuller uh, wrote a best-selling book in '66. Uh, the interrupted journey in the 1970 television, you know, uh, about the case, and in '75 there was a television movie, uh, the UFO incident that was uh, uh, filmed. Uh, not a big believer in that one. Um, just too many inconsistencies. I do have a podcast somewhere in the list of 200, 200 and something that has to do with that, and it goes over some of the inconsistencies. Um, let's see. September 3rd, 65, uh, one of the most famous UFO events of all time occurred in Exeter. Uh, and this again refers back to uh, the Hill situation, Betty and Barney Hill. Uh, a lot of background history. You'll have to go to the podcast for that one. Uh, 1967, uh, June 10th, uh, Harold uh, Trudel um, pulled to the side of, well, West uh, Wareham Road, uh, East uh, and East uh, Woonsocket, Rhode Island. A 29-year-old man reputedly had uh, seen unidentified objects in this, the area before. Well, okay, on the day he was uh, determined to document. You know, here's the problem with this one. Another another thing. If you listen, look, read the statements. 29-year-old male. Reputedly, I don't know why that's in there. And like I told you, I, I, I don't like when journalists write because they just put random bullshit words and misstructure sentences all over the fucking place that you can't understand. Uh, reputedly, you know, why would you use that? Maybe repetitiously, maybe on several occasions, whatever had seen unidentified objects. Okay, so he's seen them more than once. Um, normally, most people don't see real UFOs more than once, so my red flags are going up. According to his account, he didn't have to wait long as a metallic dome-shaped object soon approached. As UFO hovered over the power lines, Trudeau snapped pictures for about five minutes. He captured several images, which would become some of the most uh, iconic US uh, UFO photos of their day but would sure look like a, a, a bit hokey which basically means he was full of shit uh, so there's another one we can just take off the the Allagash abduction 67 uh, according to um, four men of college students from Massachusetts they went out canoeing on, uh, on uh, Maine's uh, Allagash in Maine's Allagash uh, Wilderness Waterway, uh, which they could have just said the uh, the Allagash, they didn't have to put all this other stuff in there, and saw an unidentified object in the sky. The description deciding to a ranger the next day, but weren't taken seriously. Well, I can't imagine why. Um, yes, and, and maybe you know that I'm not a very big um, 
not not really a, a UFO supporter. I, I believe that there's extraterrestrial life. Why they would want to come here, especially nowadays, is way beyond my comprehension. But what do I know? It was suggested, in fact, that they had seen a searchlight that was being used to celebrate the grand opening of a hardware store in Millinocket. Um, the students uh, continued their trip and did not talk much about their encounter until later when one of them, Jim Weiner, started having seizures. Um, a book was, they did, someone did write a book about it in 1993, The Allagash Abduction. Um, you know, it was, uh, you know, like every other UFO sighting, you know, there's always going to be once the once once the the rumors and the stories uh, start to circulate, you know, it becomes a uh, uh, becomes a uh, media incident, and then therefore it gets carried on, whether it's factual or not. Uh, not too convinced of that one either. Newtown Lights, 1987, May 26, 1987, Newtown, Connecticut. Pilot Randy Edding took a nighttime, a nighttime walk. So you see, and here again, and, and I, I hate to be a critic because I keep, I keep going off on this tangent. It says on May 26, 1987, commercial airline pilot Randy Edding took a, a nighttime walk near his home in Newington, Connecticut. Okay, is it significant that he was a commercial airline pilot? Probably not. Uh, at at uh, 9.45, or I, I'm assuming it's 21.45, he observed some orange and red lights approaching from the west. He got his binoculars out and called his neighbor to come outside. Edding said that the UFO passed over Interstate 84, cars pulled over to watch, and indeed between 9.30 and 10.45, more than 200 uh, individuals uh, phoned the police police to report a UFO. The object displayed a semicircular pattern over very bright multicolored lights. Several drivers reported that the cars had lost power as uh, light passed by. About 15 minutes later, calls started coming in from Milford, Connecticut, which is about 14 miles away, alerting authorities about the lights. Yeah, I don't know. You know, think about it. You know, here, here you're out there for a walk, and all of a sudden you pull out binoculars. Who goes to walk? Who goes? Who goes on a walk with binoculars? And, and what, what year is this? '87. There weren't cell phones around, so I don't know where that was coming from. Um, let me see. You know, there's some there's some comments here that are kind of interesting because. <laughs> Some kind of, some that are interesting and something great. Uh, here's one. Um, I saw the same craft while living in uh, Wayland, Massachusetts around 1972. I looked outside from the dinner table and saw a disc with rotating multiple colored lights. Uh, when, when I, when I told, told everyone to look at the saucer, it was gone. In 1965, I lived in uh, Aquanic, Maine, and I was 11 years old. We had a glider swinging in our backyard. 
I was resting on the, the swing laying down and opened my eyes to see a huge silver disc-shaped object hovering above me in the uh, air in a broad daylight. <clears throat> I was petrified and couldn't move until a few seconds later it took off and began to move across the sky. I jumped on my bicycle and tried to uh, track it. Uh, yeah. So basically he wasn't able to keep up with it, I, I guess. Another one, summer of 65, August. I was walking from Harbor Square to Charles River at the river. People were pointing up at an object, perhaps 300 feet in altitude. It was a large cigar shape with what I call at least two rows of multicolored lights. My first impression was that it was a large helicopter, but then I uh, realized that it made no sound whatsoever. Well, stealth helicopters usually don't make sounds, but that's another... Uh, Oh, here's a good one, Bridgeport, Connecticut. This has got to be a good one. Uh, 1968, Bridgeport, Connecticut, the east side. was. Uh, I was outside with my sister and neighbor, friends and grandfather. It was late afternoon. Um, saw two objects in the sky, and then suddenly one had backtracked to where uh, we were standing on sidewalk, very poorly written. The street was Union Avenue, three houses from uh, Blessed Sacrament School and hovered over. Uh, here's the problem, there's the Bridgeport Airport, Sikorsky Airport right over the, uh, a couple hundred meters away. So less than a, probably a half mile from, from that area, so that's probably what it was. Uh, let me see, 1957, I was nine years old and living in Ludlow, Massachusetts. I loved astronomy, would get up and look at the stars from my window one night I was looking at a hill that had, had a, a glow coming from behind it um, the town of uh, Indian Orchard I saw a huge uh, several hundred foot black object hovering but moving slowly over the hill and had a small uh, bluish white light on the uh, uh, some people some uh, Someone told me that the Ludlow police had observed a similar object later that night. So, and why is everything happening in Massachusetts? Like, is, is, is this, is it like Massachusetts, the, uh, the our, our next um, Roswell, or what's going on with Massachusetts? I mean, all of these reports are in Massachusetts. Another one, my family, my family was living at Muddy, on the Muddy River, not at the Muddy River. On the muddy, along the muddy river, at the time of uh, the recorded sighting, and uh, yeah, this I, this is just this is all this is all kind of contradictory stuff of what we just you know just the same stuff we were talking about. But so now New England is the second Roswell, um, especially in Massachusetts. So if you don't like aliens, they'll they'll move to Massachusetts. This is where our next... Uh, you know what? It's funny because now that I, I think about it, <clears throat> when uh, Tom Cruise uh, filmed the uh, world, the uh, newer version of War of the Worlds, uh, I, b I believe he was heading for Boston. Yes, the apartment complex in Boston. So every alien, even Tom Cruise, is going to uh, Boston. Um, I don't know. I'll have to stop in Boston and see what's up. Um, but with that in mind, uh, New England is now becoming... Another Bigfoot capital of the, of the world. Uh, <clears throat> I have a friend that lives in Southbury. Swears to God that there's Bigfoot running around his backyard. Um, 
very, very, uh, very unlikely due to the population density in Connecticut. There's not even humans want to live in Connecticut, so I doubt Bigfoot would want to live in Connecticut. So, with that, with that in mind, I am Michael C. Bouchard, host of the Night Stalker podcast. I believe this is episode 206, season number two, and we will talk to you uh, shortly.